0: beloved this is the hour before the wedding this is where we're at in history as we begin to move towards the Lord's return. It is the hour before the wedding. I use this analogy a lot in the Romans nine one one teachings, but when the bride walks down the aisle, she's just beautiful and all the glory is upon her. But the hour before, beloved, this is where we're at. So often the hour before a wedding It's a mess. There's last minute panic and the body is a mess. We must be honest with ourselves. Take like Nehemiah wanting to rebuild the walls. Take an honest look at where the body is because the father, if we look at John 17 as a pattern for the glory to come, if the father needs love and unity, to send the fullness of his glory, and I think we could see that pattern uh, throughout Yeshua's heart cry prayer in 17, John 17, then we must take a real honest look at where the church is so that Love and unity can be rebuilt in us. Remember, beloved, judgment begins in the house first. And as these shakings have begun, it's not only in the world, it's in the church. Uh, Religion is being shaken. The world is being shaken. What did Yeshua say? Beware the yeast of the Pharisees and of Herod. And these are the things I believe the Lord is going after to expose them so that the ecclesia, the body may arise during this hour. So here we are, the hour before the wedding. And you know, we've spent the last several podcasts at the beginning and of launching and introducing the Romans 911 project. We've kind of spent many of the sessions sort of introducing the whole message, laying the foundation for it. Now we're going to begin to go deeper. And we're starting uh, a new series based around the hour before the wedding. So before I begin these sessions, please allow me to address these issues of separation and disconnection in the body because they're delicate. So the reason for talking about about them and delving into them at the beginning now we've we've kind of laid the foundation and and introduced the whole concept of romans nine one one. is that these issues need to be brought into the light beloved so that we can properly deal with them there's no condemnation in yeshua but if these influences are affecting us shouldn't we want to take a deeper look at them and They must also lay the foundation for us to accept and more readily embrace this reconnection message, which is so needed as a result of many of these obstacles and issues that are in the body that need to be removed. But simply put, there's just so much for us to gain from this reconnection message that far outweighs anything else and to delve into these issues adequately i need to be very open honest and direct i need to share my thoughts and heart as a jewish believer from the messianic perspective regarding how jews and gentiles have been impacted as a spiritual family and so in these next several podcasts i do ask you for the liberty and the love to express myself from this viewpoint in the hope of helping those of us from the Gentile side of the family, God's children from the nations, to more fully understand and grasp these most sensitive, delicate issues. In a sense, we need to dig up the past to unravel it and break off any negative influences that might still be upon us, actually, that the enemy has sewed into us that really at this point need to be exposed so they can be removed. I really believe this is the Father's plan to plow in our hearts and minds and remove anything that is not of the Lord so that we can get a fresher, Cleaner download to move into this time and be properly prepared as the bride of Mashiach, the bride of Christ. This is my goal in helping us to realize and fulfill our destinies during these last days. And my hope and prayer is that you will take this journey with me and walk with me through many of these issues and begin to identify them more clearly and learn how they've actually affected us and how the devil is still using them against us, against God's family. Beloved, it is time for the enemy and his craftiness to be fully exposed. And it's important to point out that we are not complete as a body. The church is not complete. Israel is not complete until the broken off branches. These are Jewish souls yet to be saved, both from the Orthodox and secular communities, until they are restored and the full harvest from the nations. Has come in. This is what we're talking about here. This is the chapter that is opening. This is the door, the gateway, the passageway the Lord is beginning to lay before us for the last great harvest, for the end time power, and for Israel's salvation. But none of this, beloved, is going to come without our involvement, without agreement from the earth going up to heaven that heaven's power would be released. This is the final mystery in the family that the apostle Paul wrote about in Romans eleven twenty-five 25, that we are not to be ignorant about. And this restoration, reconnection and realignment will complete the family and ready us for the Lord's coming. So beloved, because of the sensitives and delicacies of these issues, we will be playing this introduction before each of the teachings. So if you've heard it once or twice, please feel free just to fast forward. Beloved, we are really drilling down deeper on this whole generational anti-Semitism replacement theology issue in this series. And at this point, we're really drawing it down to the brass tacks. I tell you, in these next couple of sessions, if you can really gain a deeper understanding of the faux pas, if you like, that's a French word for the, uh, a nice way of saying mistake, the mistake that, that the ancestral church made Uh, in in this place that opened up the door for these influences from the evil one and beloved it's not just the gentile side of the family these are human issues Uh, the, the the jewish side of the family was given the law to uphold and we failed and up to this point the gentile side of the family was given edicts to love israel and up to this point we've really failed But God has given all of us over to disobedience. And here's the key that he may have his mercy on us all. This is where we're at. Uh, And and it's delicate. It's a challenging place for us to even comprehend this, especially for God's children from the nations to, to understand this element. But I tell you, if if we can not only understand it, but begin to embrace it, it will bring us into the type of confession and repentance, prayer for the church that the Lord is really looking for to expose the evil one and be able to break off his influences. So here we go. Here we go. How has anti-Semitism influenced our theology and you might be wondering how our theology is actually being influenced and affected by anti-semitism but if the ancient church's actions towards israel went in the wrong direction away from the heart of god the heart of the father for his family to be one In Scripture and the church continued in this vein throughout the centuries as we have been discussing what would stop the church from being lured away from the truth in this area we've we've got to be really honest about this not to point the finger but to break off the way the enemy is using it against us and in this light is it hard for us to imagine that there would actually be consequences to the church having misjudged Israel in this area? Didn't Jesus tell us that with the measure we use, it will be measured to us? Isn't that a universal principle? That Doesn't that just apply to not just the people in the world, but also to Us in the ecclesia, in the church, with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Matthew 7, 1 and 2. It's a universal principle and isn't it at play here? The judgment on Israel has been one of spiritual blindness and deafness. And if we are supposed to love Israel despite its current rejection, and if we persecuted its people instead, wouldn't the church have received a measure of judgment back on itself? Blindness and deafness, especially concerning our end time view of Israel, where our theology would be blurred at best especially when we look back towards Israel because there's such a focus on Israel in the end days because of the way the church acted because of the way the enemy got in there has it not affected and skewed our own perspectives on this actual peace and wouldn't then our eschatology, eschatological perspectives, that's just a fancy word for end time views, wouldn't they be somewhat skewed? I'm gonna make the argument, especially in the, in the next podcast, that we're never gonna be able to see this end time peace solely through a Gentile lens. And hasn't that what the church has actually been doing through the church age, looking at eschatology, But from a Gentile lens perspective, beloved, the one you man is not Gentile alone. It's Jew and Gentile. And so as Israel awakens, there are pieces that the Messianic body is carrying that is going to help the rest of the church come into a deeper understanding. And one of the things I truly believe that is going to get cleared up as we move closer together in this love reconnection with one another, is that we're going to receive greater clarity from the Father regarding his end time plans. My brother in Israel, one of the foundational leaders to 24-7 prayer in the land of Israel, Arnie Klein, describes it this way. For centuries, the church has been partially blinded with the Israel piece missing, it could not have been otherwise. Israel is called the apple of God's eye, Zechariah chapter 2, verse 8. The Hebrew word apple means the pupil. The pupil regulates the amount of light entering the body. A body without a pupil is blind. A body with a dysfunctional pupil cannot rightly discern details, the vision is blurring at best. This analogy masterfully explains the level of blindness and confusion that exists in the church today towards Israel and why it has been so difficult for us to actually see Israel's awakening and unveiling up to this point in time. It's a bit of a quandary, sort of a catch-22, and the church needs to awaken to see Israel, and the church needs Israel to awaken. The answer, the only way through this maze, beloved, is in and through the Father's heart, which we're going to discuss in more detail in the podcast after this one. When his concerns, his plans, his covenants, beloved, that are to be come to life through Israel's awakening. When his concerns are truly ours, when the blessing of his heart is our number one passion, then he will bring about the necessary adjustments and corrections. And right now, the church is desperate for divine revelation in this area so that it can properly see the Israel peace the way that the Father does. So often, beloved, leaders that are beginning to get revelation on the Israel peace, they they begin to slot it in with other ministry focuses. And all I wanna say here is that is a miss on the target. We need the bullseye, which is to understand not that Israel is more important than us. We're we're now equal. We're co-heirs. We must become more secure in who we are in Messiah that will strengthen us as as we move into this equation, because it would allow us to receive and move in the covenants towards Israel and and, and allow the father to put them where they are in the family. They are the firstborn children. And we in the nations are the, the other children in the family. And the Father's heart is that we would please Him with love and unity in this area, that we would be one. So we must begin to see this through the Father's eyes and His Perspective. We have an amazing slide in the Romans nine one one project. It's a great image. We put it up on social media occasionally, and it just shows the the Father's lens and viewpoint over Jewish and Gentile lenses that sometimes get stuck in their own uh, perspectives when it comes to this restoration. When it comes to end time perspective, beloved, before Israel can fully awaken. The Gentile believing church must reconnect with Israel in the spirit through the heart of the father with his love and his mercy for his family to be one. That is the reconciliation, the reconnection the father is looking for, which is going to be a power equation to ignite the rest. You know, I always make this argument that. Uh, The first breach in the church wasn't with uh, the Eastern Orthodox. It was with our Jewish roots and heritage and the church moving away from anything that was connected to that. If we can allow the Father to heal that breach, receiving his mercy. Remember, beloved, we're not responsible for past actions, but... If past actions still affect the way we think and operate, we must be willing to look at them and expose them, expose the evil one and allow the Father to break these things off so that we can move into a renewing. That's where we're going with this. We must be willing to address the obstacles that are standing in the way of this reconciliation. We must be willing to face these things on both sides especially that Romans 911 project brings to light we would come into a confession and repentance on behalf of ourselves and of the church but beloved expose the way the evil one is still using these things against us and he will do anything to stop this reconciliation anything Because as we move into it, it's a love equation that is going to defeat his powers and principalities upon the earth as we move. And the Holy Spirit moves us into a greater prayer focus to begin to deal with some of those things. This can be a great challenge for the Gentile side of the family to accept, a challenge for the church as a whole. But this is exactly how the enemy has got in—it's the the heartstrings he's still pulling in us around these influences, these residual influences, these generational influences of anti-Semitism and replacement theology that run heavy in our bloodline. And without dealing with them, we remain victim to the enemy in this place. And it also underscores the urgency that we need now to fully expose this spirit and how the devil has been using this attack against us. And this also applies to our eschatology, as I've already mentioned. And the confusion, oh my word, beloved, I had to become, I'm not a theologian, But I have to tell you, I came up with a new word. It's called an eschatologian. This is one who studies eschatology. And I have to tell you, in order to write Romans 9-1-1, I had to to really get into uh, all the different eschatological perspectives in the church. And I have to tell you, there's truth in nearly all of them. But there always comes a point where there's a stretching to almost spiritualize the word, to get it to agree with our particular perspectives. And I tell you beloved, if our eschatological perspectives do not include this reconciliation, reconnection and realignment, it needs to be challenged. It needs modification and it needs adjustment. And this is where we're going. But let's not focus on those things so much first we need to focus on our hearts individually. And that's what I love about the Romans Nine One One Project teachings. The Lord leads us to restore to Him individually in the first part of these teachings. In the second part of the teachings, He leads us to restore corporately with all the reformations and the different pieces coming to move the church into most probably its its greatest Battles and victories ever for the ecclesia before the Lord returns. But if we don't touch on these areas and begin to drill down on them, the enemy is able to maintain this element of control over the church. But helping our father and his precious son restore the covenants to his firstborn children and bring back Israel to life, spiritual life I'm talking about, is one of the greatest roles and callings of the end time church. And this message has been hidden during the church age and is only just now coming to light. And this is the reason why we must begin to drill down deeper to touch on these issues. But one of the hardest things to us to really swallow here, coming from the perspective of God's children from the nations, is is the mistake that the church made And, and what it has reaped as a result. But I can tell you, as we come into this, Oh, my word, as we begin to come in and come into uh, this understanding of of a, a measure we've received as a result of the church, past church's disobedience, this will empower us to begin to go after these influences, expose them, break them off and begin to receive that mercy that is going to wash us and bring forth. A renewing, and there's a shift now, beloved, as we as we move out of the period of the church age. The Father's been faithful to His family, you know, two thousand years from Abraham to to Yeshua, to the firstborn, and two thousand years from the time of Jesus to the modern day. Paul says, "Do not be ignorant." of this mystery as we move into the full number of the Gentiles. So it says all Israel will be saved. This veil over the Jews is going to come up. But beloved, before it comes up from Israel, it has to come up from us because we are the salvificate agent. It's the Lord's body on the earth is the answer must come into agreement with heaven to release heaven's plans so that the ark, the holy temple of the living God, the body of Messiah can move back towards Jerusalem through God's plans and perspective, which is to build and rebuild this love and unity in the family that is going to empower us to go after other divisions and other divides through races and theological and eschatological issues. And I'm not saying we're going to absolutely agree on everything. That's not where I'm going with this. But it is love that is going to win the day. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We'll go a little bit deeper into this eschatological perspective in our next podcast. So until then, beloved, May the God of Israel richly bless you. Lots of love in Yeshua. In the matchless
1: name of Jesus. Thank you, Grant, for that insightful discussion. To dialogue with Grant and Halley, please send comments and questions to email at Romans911.org. Again, that's email at Romans911.org. If you resonate with the Romans 911 Project, please pray about partnering with us to bring this reconnection message to the threshold of the church. Sign up for our monthly email, join our global virtual meetings with other believers to dialogue and pray together, and most important, read the Romans 911 book, Time to Sound the Alarm. And view the Romans 911 study guide 12 to 14 hour video teachings, which are free when you purchase the study guide. The Romans 911 books and teachings are transformational into God's end time plans to prepare the bride and reform the church. They help to create the breakthrough that will change the world. The Reconnection message is like a golden key from the heart of the Father to restore love and unity in God's family that opens the door to the fulfillment of Yeshua's prayer in John 17. And it establishes the pathway for the body of Messiah, the body of Christ, to receive the greater glory. But this Reconnection message in the one new man has been hidden during the church age, in the mystery to reawaken Israel to faith and is only just now coming to light. That's why we need your help to fund this project, to bring the message forth, to help us blow the holy shofar, to awaken the greater church into this restoration. Now is the time. Would you pray to give high, to give life to the reconnection, to reach the church and the messianic body and help unite the family of God? To fund the Romans 911 project, we have created the Give Chai Life campaign. Chai is a Hebrew word meaning life, but it also represents the number 18. And for just one Chai, $18 a month, you can make a difference. Please be prayerful about this. We can't do this without precious saints like yourself who are beginning to get this revelation to help us bring this message before the church. For more information on the Romans 911 Project, please visit our website at romans911.org. It's easy to remember. Romans911.org. Please also subscribe to the Romans 911 Project wherever you listen to podcasts at the end.